What's up, everybody? I'm Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. And you're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. Welcome to the podcast show, Two Tree Guys. <laughs> Phil Rogacki here, guys. And uh, as always, the wizard, the one, <laughs> the man. He's growing his beard out, Mr. Jared Abergina. Yeah. Hey, you know, I just turned 40 last week, you know, so I got, I got to oh, show my right. I got to show my age right. a little bit. Happy birthday, know? man. Yeah. yeah. So recognize I got him this really cool gift. If you guys don't know who Frankie McDonald is, but he's be joining prepared. us. Be prepared. Weather. Right. You know, from that. But, uh, you know, man, what a what a pretty awesome two days here. Oh, yeah. What a great two days. Yeah, One more to go. One two more to days go. boot camp we're having here at the Academy in Santa Rosa, California. And to uh, top this off, you know, from these two days of these guys going from 7 in the morning till about, shit, they were going to about 11 o'clock last night. Yeah. Uh, go, go. <laughs> playing, what were they playing? We were playing, uh, so, right, hold sorry. On. Yeah. No, we were playing uh, cornhole, but uh, we did it with, obviously, throw lines. Yeah, so <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was it that was, was a hoot. Cool, but yeah, but what we have here is a special night because we have a guest here, Mr. Curtis Fosno. Did I say it right, Fosno. 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 I was that, telling him that was good. <laughs> was, that probably gets butchered all the time. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's what happened. I for for years and years and years, I've been calling Fos, Fos, Fosno. Fosno. Now I'm saying it right. Fazna, Fazna, Fazna. I forget. Fazna. I forget. Fazna. I, I don't know. About. Fuck. I've been calling him wrong. And I've says Fazno coming. Fazna. <laughs> and Perkins was like, "What? That ain't how you say his name." I'm like, "I've been saying his name like that forever." Freaking, <laughs> fucking Jeremy Tibbetts, son of a bitch. <laughs> been calling him wrong the whole time. Man, no man. Oh, welcome. No. Uh, I know when we first had this podcast show, your name was on this board, uh, like in our top five. I said we yeah. got to get Curtis in to come be on this show, man. Well, that that flatters me. I'm thinking. I thank you guys for having me. I thank you guys for doing this for our industry. And uh, it, I, I caught my first episode uh, uh, maybe a month or so ago, and I was like cleaning my house, and I was like. All right, cool. I'm I'm gonna be able to have some time to listen to this thing live, and I put my earpods in. And I was just doing some laundry kind of stuff, and I felt like I was back at like after hours at the <laughs> expo, or we just got done with the tree climbing championship, and we were at the tailgate having some beers. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, this is awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said I'd come, and you know, I I found a uh, Friday to make it out here with you guys. So thanks for having me. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, I appreciate you guys doing this for our industry. We should have more talks and more real conversations about mm-hmm. what we do. A lot of people are curious about it, and. Uh, you know, I think the more we share, uh, the better it is for our industry. And you know, yeah. thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, we're, I'm glad I'm glad you're on. You know, I mean, you got an awesome story, and we'd love to hear your story tonight and some of your perspectives you have on the industry and what's going on here in California and with these fires and the new equipment to a lot of people that's out here. You know, the Cinnaboggins and the All Box that are just becoming a freaking tidal wave. Uh, out here to take care of all this work and uh but before we get in to any of this fun talk and we like to drink some beer hey well you know (laughs) you can include me in that (laughs) so grab a beer whatever one you want all right and here's a beer that's brought to you tonight our sponsor 
Well, they actually don't sponsor us. They don't know, but we bought some beer, and maybe they'll sponsor us. <laughs> they get a free um, shot out, huh? <laughs> a free shout out here. But it's the Hen House Brewing Company. So this is out of Petaluma, uh, California. Uh, three friends started this, Scott, Shane, and Colin. So here's their story, okay? The story starts 20 years ago when Scott stopped home brewing, realizing that fermentation has no mere that is was no mere hobby. So he put away his carboys. What the, what the heck's carboys? Put away the carboys. I don't know what they wrote here. Carboys and took a deep dive into the world of manufacturing beer here. And then Shane came into brewing uh, from his music world uh, for a decade. He toured nationally in two bands, uh, not only drumming but also booking shows. Hey, Shane, if you hear this. We got a live. We got a stage here. We have a whole. We have a band here called Kingsboro. Come here, play with us sometime on uh, the podcast show. We'd love to have you guys here. And then Colin, uh, born and raised in Petaluma, uh, went to school at Bradley University. And these three uh, guys got together and uh, uh, started a freaking brewery here in Petaluma called the Hen House. So that's awesome, man. It's awesome. You know, we 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 support local breweries, <laughs> oh, breweries yeah. from all over. Oh shit! <laughs> that was a good one. Got a live one here. You got a popper. So, cheers, guys. Welcome, yeah. welcome, cheers. welcome, welcome. Cheers. Appreciate everybody. Um, you know, also too, oh. you got to pay the fee, okay? And what's that fee? Is we we don't have sponsors here. We don't have people paying us money. Where I'm going to get on here for 30 minutes and talk to you about this product and this product. This is just a podcast where some guys came together, two tree guys, and uh, we just wanted to bring some education, some entertaining entertainment to everybody uh and have a little fun and like i always said this is this is more for our own enjoyment and if nobody likes it uh that's okay because i'm definitely having a lot of fun but if you like the show share it uh tag somebody post it uh this is the way we grow this show is by you guys so if you don't do anything so be it but if you do awesome we appreciate that and everything so Thank you, everybody. On, on top of that, you guys, check out. We got some new swag. Oh, so shit. Super yeah. excited. Um, I finally got it adjusted to get it in the in the yeah. camera here. We got some new shirts. We got some new hats. Yeah, they fit yeah, really I got nice. Super swag. pimp. I'm like, I'm stoked. Nice. <laughs> look good. Yeah, it is. Bro. It is. Yeah, yeah. I did uh, logo, so. by the way, guys. And it's going to be, uh, get if you're listening to this show right now, it's not on our website, but you're going to be able to purchase hats and shirts and all that other shit. Uh, we'll have on our website. So by the time you listen to this show, it'll probably be a month later. Uh, so get online, order a shirt, and uh, wear it, and tag us in in a photo or something like that. So Curtis Fonz. Fonzno. Fonzwa. That's it. Fonzwa. That's what he used to say. Fonzwa. I wouldn't even correct him. I'd just be like, Fonzwa. All right, man, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh man well listen uh man 24 years you've been in this industry yeah slugging yeah, it yeah 24 uh, yeah I'm on, my, I'm, on, I'm on my 24th year right now and uh i feel great it feels great and it's a uh, kind of a trip when i reflect back and think about you know how in inspired i was you know when i first started doing it i was just like this is what i'm gonna do and it's it's crazy you know that i just knew that, that but how'd you know you it know? I mean, the first time it you just, went out it there? It just felt so right. Just, uh, you know, I mean, trees. I mean, when I was a kid, I was climbing trees. Just, I mean, I, how many kids don't climb trees, right? But um, that's, the first, that's the first thing someone says when you're hiring them. Man, yeah. I climbed trees when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, experienced. <laughs> uh, but, 
I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm I can tell you heard that a hundred times. Oh, oh, yes. times. oh yes, many, many interviews. <laughs> but I mean, there, there's some truth to that. Like the people that miss that as a kid yeah. and and love that freedom, you know, because you know even. You know, when I get in the tops of the trees, I mean, I still feel that kid-like when you're getting out of those tops. And, you know, you got a good tie-in. You know, you got a good pick point. But, you know, you want to get out there. And there's that little bit of, like, that edge, maybe a little breeze or something. Mm. And it's just like, man, it just feels so good, you right. know? Right. And um, I just, I, I, I learned a lot of my tree care. I got started. I got really inspired in the uh, Napa Valley and, and it's just a beautiful place. I didn't really spend a lot of time in Napa Valley. I grew up in Solano County on the other side of the hills. And, you know, it was more of like flatlands with, with, with some hills. But I got in the Napa Valley, and I'm on these estate properties, and I'm on these heritage oak trees and large dug so we're, 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 we're talking this, though. When this, what year, how old were you in this? And are, are you second generation? Did your dad do this? Did no, family do this? You no, just kind of I, fell into it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm first generation. Uh you know, uh, I uh, came out and I just, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Chris Bruner, was the first person to get me in the tree. So I worked at Payless Drugstore since <laughs> nice. I was 14 years old. So I was a cashier. And then, you know, Christmas time, I would be the guy that tied your trees on the, your know. roof. It was a Merry Christmas. Yeah. That was your first job? Yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd cut the fresh cut with the electric chainsaw, you know. Mm. And, uh, yeah, 1994, it was a four twenty five an hour minimum wage. Oh, man. Um, and uh, I would work in the garden center, you know, and then later I got, like, the uh, dress shirt and the tie with the vest. And I would run the uh, cashiers, the head cashier, and I had the chart. I was in charge of the safe at, like, 17, 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. And I always liked um, getting on the, the loudspeaker. Like, attention, pay less shoppers. The time has now reached 655. <laughs> you know, and like, I, I, I love doing that. It sounds man. like you've been practicing that still. <laughs> it's done as no, I practiced it when I was a kid. Oh. But, uh, you know, there's that, you know, like that radio voice, you yeah. know, that you got to do when you're uh, <laughs> announcing. And I, I'd have uh, fun with it. You 1079, know? the panda. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But, you know, I, I, I've always liked to have fun at work, like take work seriously, like yeah. do a great job. Um, but you should have fun because work is life, mm -hmm. you know. And so we're hardcore serious doing tree work. That's why we stay alive. Um, but we also have fun, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I, I, I just fell in love with it because it was just – I love that edge. I love that serious. I love that like one – you know, if you lose your focus, you die in tree care. If you mm. lose your focus, you die. And um, I, I always enjoyed that. And um, and then I love being outside. I love all the different terrains. I love pruning a large oak tree. I love dropping a 62-inch Douglas fir on a hillside. <laughs> you know, I love felling. I love felling. I've, I've I love seen climbing. some of your videos doing that. Um, you know, but I, I love all the aspects of tree care. I'm lucky to love what I do. I'm lucky that... I get to um, take people in now. It's like now I'm 41 years old and there's 18 and 20 year olds that start working with me and I'm teaching them some basics or, you know, uh -huh. or getting pissed off because they're doing something stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I can think back to the foreman that like yelled at me, yeah. you know, uh -huh. um, but it's a it's a camaraderie thing. It's a team sport. Treat works definitely a team sport. Yeah. I, lo I love that part of it. 
And so I don't know what it was. When I was 18, I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. I also um, was also convinced that not only was I going to learn how to do the trade, but I was going to be a very good salesperson. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people were like, oh, fucking sales guys, you know. And, um, yeah, I understand where that kind of comes from because some, some businesses are set up where it's like, this is the salesperson. You are just the tree workers. And really, it should be together. Yeah, you know, absolutely, and, absolutely. And I, you know, I'm a tree worker down to my bones, my core. I am a tree worker for life. Uh, but I've learned to become a businessman. I've learned to become mm-hmm. a salesperson. I've learned to be able to write uh, contracts, make work orders. Um, I love coming up with plans. I love planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, other stuff. You know, I mean. Uh, I, I do like, uh, you know, cameras and yeah, too, timber right? vision. You know, so timber vision. That that that's another little avenue. Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk to, about that tonight <laughs> to because let me tell you, uh, we've we've made you know we've dabbled in some videos and shit, dude. Much respect for the shit you put together on that. I mean, it's movie quality. It's a hundred percent movie quality. If you guys haven't seen any of his videos, oh man, uh, go to Timber Vision. Uh, you have a website too? Yeah, if you type in timbervision.tv, it'll take you to our Vimeo. Gotcha. And, and there's a host of stuff there. And uh, Awesome videos for different tree companies. You're doing it for different tree companies, manufacturers yes. uh, that are out there just self-promoting yourself. You know what I, I remember? And, you, you know, years ago you come into the trade shows and you, you know, Show, sharing your videos, man, what a hit, man. Everybody was, yeah. and that was like a very similar time that Hans was doing this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it was kind of like, you were the, like two, only the only two people I knew that were out there doing it. But man, that was so cool. And it's, it, I mean, freaking killer job, man. Well, now, yeah. now look so, at it. I mean, everybody's has their own little TV show now. Yeah. On YouTube and everything. Well, and not like his. No, but you know, I mean, <laughs> that kind of movement of seeing those type of videos, everybody's like, well, let me try that. Let me get a GoPro. Let me put right. this yeah. on here. Let me do this. Because Hans was talking, you know, he was one of the first guys, he said that he was using GoPros and putting them on trees and sending them. Uh, yeah. And I've, I've, got, I've got evidence. Uh, from, <laughs> uh, here, it, here it is. 2011. Here, here it is. You can go to my Facebook. Hans, if and, you're listening. And, yeah. If you're listening. Hans, what were you doing in 2011? <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, it's not about who did it first or whatever. You know, uh, it's, it's about capturing tree care yeah and i just i mean i've always liked cameras and capturing memories and i think you know uh the world should see what we do um in a in a different view and there's a there's tons of people out there now doing cool stuff um putting the gopros in the tops and then blowing the tops or putting the gopro in the zip line um, and, and it's all about being creative and us as tree workers, we're always creative. We're like engineers. We're like, okay, I got to take apart this tree. How can we get out of here faster? Let's set up a skyline and go over the fence over there and wait, watch out the rose bushes over there. Well, we could tie the rose bushes back with the throw line and you know, you'll, you'll engineer a way right. to, to save time. And that's like the fun yeah. of, of tree work is every situation is different. Well, it's the same thing with camera shots and getting those angles and, and extreme coverage like you know it's all about trying to get that angle that everybody's like whoa i've never seen that angle you know and um we broke a lot of gopros um (laughs) you know when we were really starting when we're using gopros we don't use gopros anymore but 
What hardly, do you use? Hardly, huh? What do you use? Um, well, there's an assort. A lot of the cameras, all the movie cameras, they're small. Mm-hmm. So Red's got tons of little cameras and Black Magic, and so why'd you switch off GoPros? I mean, that because I thought the that tech, was the techno- it. Well, the imagery. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting more. Oh. I, I, I want, we're we're all right right now. I don't want to do anything if it's not cinematic. Yeah. If it's not Michael Bay, like Michael Bay would use it, we don't want to we don't want to film it. Hmm. Um, so you've gotten rid of GoPros because of that reason and bought now, other small cameras. Yeah, that yeah yeah there yeah uh. there is. Um, I'm not saying there's no place for a GoPro, but uh-huh. you know, all right. First off, everybody's tired of the fisheye. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, that <laughs> fisheye no, look. Okay, that's so played out. Now the good GoPros. I'll give you guys some tips. Uh-huh. The good the new GoPros you can actually format them and get like a widescreen view. Gotcha. And you can buy filters and lots of cool stuff. So, uh-huh. so, so the GoPros are pretty trick. And even your iPhones trick nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man, yeah. I mean, the iPhone 11 and 12s and the 13s out now, they're remarkable. You just need to learn how to get in there, change your settings. Mm-hmm. You could go to 4K. Um, but you know, the thing is, is, is just, just capturing the excitement and then. What people don't realize is not just shooting, it's editing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's not just removing tree. It's also cleaning up all the brush yeah, and the shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it where the work like comes a nightmare. in. It sounds like a nightmare to edit. I mean, you oh, just God. have hours well, and hours it takes and hours. A like, certain, it takes a person a certain drive. Well, I remember, and, 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 I remember so the do first. You, do you enjoy the, editing? Huh? Are you saying you enjoy yeah, it? I, yeah. I, yeah, I do some editing. I mean, but we luckily we have a, a bunch of us that edit. Okay, well, the okay. first the first video we did together, or you know, Curtis came and shot, and we we staged in the top. <laughs> we were like, okay, you know, this was with a plus. We wanted to make a destination plus, and uh, so we rented out this place in San Francisco, like on the fifteenth floor, overlooking the city and uh, uh, the Bay Bridge, and getting up there. And he brought. I mean, I thought, you know, I was just bringing a camera. No. It was a team of like fourteen people that came in. Huh. It was it was freaking sound person. It was video person, multiple video person, makeup. We brought like an actor girl in to act like she worked with us. Like all this stuff that what was a part fuck? of it. But then we shot in San Francisco. We shot at the mill. Wow. We had multiple different shots all night long that it went in Treasure Island. Know, tre- yeah, and you're watching all this stuff, and you're just like you. Okay, what are they going to create? They take some shots. We're doing this. But then when they had the very first, okay, I went over your house. And we watched it. And I, I just was that. like, holy shit. They, put, they pulled all that together and put that. And then we started editing. Well, what if we change this? Can we change this? Can we ramp this up or switch this or this shot? And then next thing you know, I mean, to this day, that video is being played. Does it does all it the exist? Time. I mean, can we watch it? Is there it's actually on our Vimeo. Okay. Uh, so Vimeo. Uh, once again, timbervision.tv. Oh man, it's, it's, it, it just it goes was, to our Vimeo or whatever. But, I still watch it once in a while. But no, no joke. It, yeah. it was very good. It was it was totally ahead of its time, and um, it's it's the it's the four four minute cut. And uh, I got to give uh, you know my whole team. I want to throw a shout out to Jake Crumley. Uh, Jake Crumley's yeah. been with me since I, I started um, really getting into um, like motion picture level. Mm-hmm. So, so 
our story goes all the way back to like the <laughs> like this VP video. I don't know if anybody ever saw what's on your tailgate, but that's like a whole new oh, story. Gosh. No, no, and, no, no. Um, no, you got to tell this. Story. <laughs> you got just just tell and, this story. And 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 I can't even air that on our Vimeo or anywhere. I got a cease and desist letter from Husqvarna. Because they said some of the content was inappropriate. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was entertaining. Tree guys loved it, all right? Uh-huh. Um, but I, I still remember that night, like, Jake and I were out, and we're, like, like putting gasoline in the gravel driveway, making VP logos, and doing pyrotechnics. Uh-huh. And uh, it was, like, last minute. It was, like, before, like, the 2013 uh, TCI Expo. And, like, David Perkins and some other guys were out at the VP uh, booth at the, at the expo. Yeah. And uh, VP gave us the green light to make something creative to help promote their small engine fuel. Because I had been testing the small engine. Shout out to VP small engine fuel. <laughs> we don't, just kidding. Um, we don't have sponsors on the show. <laughs> no, but good, but I hey, will We give, are for I, the industry, so. Yeah, but look, whatever. I will give a shout out to it because I honestly have been running VP small engine fuel since probably, like, 2012 and i when i stopped run, running pump gas and ran that gas my saws don't break down anymore yes it's expensive but it's more expensive every saw broke down but that's another discussion let's stay on what's on your tailgate so <laughs> we're out there at night we're making this pyrotechnics and they're like when are you sitting in the video and we're like we're still editing it and uh-huh. i mean i it was all on our dime and we choreographed the whole thing and we made a uh, five or I forget it was like five or six minute like little movie uh-huh. and it was about the saw gas and um, it was uh, we played it at the expo and we put it up on YouTube mm-hmm. and I heard there was a line for people to get in to, to stand in front of the VP booth to watch this movie. And everybody's like, what is this? And, like, nobody was playing videos back then. Mm-hmm. This was, like, 2013. It wasn't even that long ago. Or maybe it yeah. was. That's but not long ago. But, um, <laughs> you know, after we did that, other manufacturers and vendors were like, oh, that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. can you do something for us? And uh, so we started working with other companies a little bit, just doing some promo stuff. But... You know, it's tough to get these manufacturers to fork out cash. Um, but a lot of manufacturers have, like, um, a bad experience. And tree companies, too, they have bad experience hiring media companies because they spend all this money to have the media company come out. And they're like, okay, we're going to make a movie for you. Because everybody knows that film and movies yeah. work. And they're like, i got to get a movie. I need a movie. i got a movie. And they spend all this money, and these movie guys come out. They're like, okay, when do you want to film? And you're like, oh, well, we do tree work, and we just want you to capture. We're, we're really good, and we take care of our customers. And they're like, okay, well, what's, what's, a, what's a chainsaw? And, and you know, they spend all this time and energy explaining what a chainsaw is and how they want to produce. And it just sucks all this time from them. And then all these media companies – I mean, film production's a lot of freaking money, mm-hmm. depending on what level you want to do it at. Mm-hmm. So a lot of manufacturers, a lot of tree companies, a lot of vendors have had just had bad experiences with media. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, I, I tried that. You know? Mm-hmm. We spent a shit ton of money. Like, here's our video from 1994. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, uh, so it's, it's, a, it's definitely an art. It's an art. And 
the I, I'm lucky to have been on you know real motion picture movie sets and mm-hmm. worked with people that have worked on anything from Batman Returns to you know Disney stuff That's and cool. actually work side by side with them and um, so you learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot fast, and I kind of fell more in that position of like executive producer. I remember mm-hmm. when I was on my first independent film, I was with uh, the executive producer in the elevator, and we were going down in the, at the hotel, and she's like, so this is your first mo- real movie set? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but welcome to the chaos. <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in, I mean, she doesn't even know what I do. Like, I, I run yeah. a tree company, okay? You want to talk about <laughs> chaos? chaos? Yeah. How about you're me. in Mrs. Smith's backyard? And the neighbors over here saying, what are you doing cutting this? And the city's showing up. Do you got a permit? And Johnny's sick. And the chipper broke down. <laughs> and somebody just spilled oil in the client's driveway. <laughs> like, that's fucking chaos, man. You know? And so I was just like in the elevator. I'm like, okay, well, let's just see how much chaos there is. And I was at the lowest level on a film production set, which is called a PA, yeah. production assistant. And so I was just like, yeah, okay. And I was working for free because, like, you know, especially with independent films, like, there's a rule. Like, you know, your first film set, you work for free. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to learn, whatever. And I, I wanted to learn. And, and Jake was there with me, too. And um, on the first day of the, of the film set and the movie set, by lunchtime, I kid you not, they promoted me to assistant director. What? Wow. Because I was just in the game. I was just like, hey, here's my only shot. I'm with a professional, you know, Hollywood independent film company. This is my shot. I've been making, you know, uh, winging it, learning stuff and YouTubing how to make movies. And this is my first chance to be on a film set. I was giving it my best. And next thing you know, like, I would see... The director wanted to do something, and he, and, and he was doing something else. We needed to gather the people, and I was just like, hey, guys, come on. He needs you over here, and I just I just started getting in the game. I'm like, hey, we need this. We need you here. What else do you need? What else do you need? What else do you need? And, then, and like we had like the lunch break, and they were like, hey, Curtis, come over here. And they were like, hey, look, we got to give you the PA. <laughs> you know, I was the guy with the, with the PA. Wow. Quiet on set. You know, like you had to make sure everybody was quiet on set. And then so I would get the talent ready, which is the actors and stuff. I'd get the talent ready before we were ready to shoot. This so this wasn't like a porno or nothing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it, was wasn't. A, it was it was a local Bay, bay Area. Uh, you're like, like I had to go. I was the fluffer. That's like the first thing everybody says. They're like, oh, so you're in the movie business. What do what you do? do? <laughs> you know, what do you make? You know, and I'm just like, uh, whatever they pay me to make. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, but you know, I, I I love the creativity of filmmaking. Like I love the creativity of engineering a tree job. I love the challenges. I love everything that's a freaking challenge in life. Uh-huh. You know, and I love anything that can expand me and allow me to be creative. Yeah. You know, and then I love working with teams. I love working with teams. I love working mm-hmm. with people, mm-hmm. and uh, bringing the best out of them, and ha- having them bring out the best in me, and so. Yeah, I have two passions. It's it's kind of like I just fell into the the filmmaking thing because I was like trying to ramp up signature tree service again, you know, for the you know one hundredth time in my career being a, a <laughs> business owner, you know, with no money, um, in in a market that had nothing. Um, but I was like, what can I do to differentiate myself? And I'm like, 
I gotta instead of me showing up with my press shirt and my logo and you know new haircut or whatever and telling everybody I'm the best tree company you know they're just mm -hmm. like well that's what the other three guys told me that they're the best I'm like I gotta show people I'm the best mm -hmm. and so it all started out I was like well this was before there was cameras on cell phones. So I went down to Best Buy or Good Guys or whatever was around in Fries. 2009 or whatever. And I bought a $100 little camera, video camera. And it was just shit picture quality or whatever. <laughs> and I tried to make a, a commercial and it was just shit. And I'm like, man, I can't do this shit. And we're allowed to cuss. Yeah, you okay. can say whatever. The so fuck you want. I, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna need some help. <laughs> I'm gonna need some help. So I um, hired a film company. Actually, I bought an ad somewhere, and they're like, Yeah, we'll send out a film company. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, they're gonna send out a film company to my job site. We're gonna make a real movie. I'm like, Yeah. And then they send this guy out, and it's one guy. And I'm like, Where's the crew? And he's like, It's just me. Yeah. And I'm like, with the same it, camera you bought from buddies, or no, 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 he had, no, he had, like, way, he, had way, he had a way better camera, camera uh, than the hundred dollar camera. <laughs> How was that Walmart? And uh, so, anyways, he he starts filming, and and I prepped everything out. I got all my crew together, and my friends that were on the job, and we had press shirts with the names on the logo and matching hard hats. And we have this job, and I asked the client, "Can I make a film?" And I got everything ready. It was this big tulip in Sacramento. It was like 58-inch DBH next to the power lines. And we were pruning it. And um, the guy comes out, and I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, all right, so we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do this. And he's just, like, blown away, right? And then he was scared because he's like, man, there's guys up in the tree, and they're, they're using chainsaws, and branches are falling. I'm like, look, you can stand over here. I said, you need to get this shot. This guy's going to get over here, and he's going to cut that. And that's going to come down on the on the load line, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you could get that capture and then it's going to go into the chipper. You could follow the person in the chipper. And next thing you know, I'm directing the camera guy. And so I basically directed that little co infomercial yeah. commercial. And then he did a great job editing. And that was like my first commercial. That's you know, cool. um, you promoted yourself from assistant director to director. Well, yeah. Well, this was way before I got an independent film. Oh, this was this before. Was, yeah, this was oh. like the beginning when I did like any kind of like, you know, I had a film crew, you know. Now, let me ask you about this. You starred in your own show. I mean, yeah, when I when I do the infomercial, no, yeah, I would, I would get in front. What not the info commercial. A show. Your, your reality show. Oh, that's a whole nother story. A whole nother story. Did yeah. you forget that? Well, I you know I showed didn't... me this reality show, no. and it was a legit reality yeah. show. Yeah, no, no, no. With it, Perkins it, in it, with Curtis. Yeah. It wasn't. It yes. wasn't a. Re it it, it never... was a pilot. It was a pilot, and it didn't make it. And and that's a whole nother story. Oh gosh, I would. I, I, I got to watch that again. If you get it, please, or just send it to me. I have. I, I was, not send it to anybody. I don't want no, this to leak out. I, I have a it copy. It was good. It, it no, was I like. Have, I have a copy of it. And so that story is when we were doing the YouTube, I started building like a YouTube channel. And these people in Hollywood uh, that pitched reality shows, they saw our little YouTube chain when I was making the commercials yeah. that helped promote my business. Because let me tell you. After I made that first commercial I was telling you about for my company, all of a sudden I would go to houses and I'd be like, oh, removal backyard, 
black walnut and I'd go in the back and I'm like, shit, power lines. I'm like, shit, no access. I'm like, shit, 58 inch DBH black walnut probably has hella metal in it. And I'd be like, I don't even want this job. And I'd be like, $12,000, you know, and I'd do like the write up and then the old guy'd be like, all right, well, here's your deposit. We'll see you next week. And I'm like, that was easy. And then, and, 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 and then we, we would do the job and we're doing the job and uh-huh. the guy would tell my, my ground crew would be like, yep. We didn't even get another bid. When we saw that video where you guys removed that oak tree next to that house, we knew we had to hire you guys. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, ching yeah. And so I, I was like, I was like, I gotta keep making movies. I gotta keep making commercials. And and that was a big part. I would get closes. I people would watch it, and then they'd say, "That's who we want." And then so they, they got to see you work. Yeah. Instead it, of guessing it, and rolling the dice and, and picking you because of price. It built circle one. Trust and instantly likable. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to make a sale, you better be trustworthy and you better be instantly likable. And if and let me tell you, anybody out there who wants to start a tree business, you better be dedicated to being a salesperson because you know, and and and, and some people, oh, I hate salespeople, whatever. Let me tell you. There's no sales. There's no business. Now, on, on the flip side, if you can't get the damn job done for what, what the salesperson promised, <laughs> you won't got a company either, right. Right? right? But it does start with sales. It doesn't make the salesperson better than the tree worker. Mm-hmm. Please. You know, right. th- we all know that. So on, on, on filming from creating your own commercials, assistant director, starring in your might be reality show, you know, that's going to go on Discovery Channel or wherever it was going to go yeah, on. Yeah, it almost did, actually. Oh, shit. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was the young kid. And then uh, you and Perkins arguing. Uh, yeah. But all that. So w- there's a lot of people with GoPros out there trying to make a name for themselves, for their new company, couple guys, you know. He's been working for this company for eight years, going to start his own company. What kind of advice... Uh, you know, to everybody out there, just with filming, filming? media, filming media, promoting yourself. I mean, you've done uh, it better well, than anybody. Let me, uh, let me tell you this: you got to get, you got to have a lot of content. Uh, you got to be passionate about it. You got to really want to do it, just like tree work. Like you really want to be a climber, you got to get your ass out there, and you really got to get in the trees. You really got to push your form. Hey, man, let me up in the tree. Let me up in the tree. Like everybody knows all the people that BS like, oh, man, I really want to climb, but my boss never let me go up in the tree, man. That's, you know, you get that. It's like, hey, fuck you. I'm calling your bullshit because I learned to be a climber because I was on my foreman's ass. Let me get up there, man. Let me get up there, man. Let me get up there, man. Uh Especially if it's pruning. Even if you just go up 20, 30 feet and come back down. And knock knock some water sprouts. Exactly. At least you did something that day. You know, so just like with learning to climb, like to be able to make film production, you just really got to want it, you know, or find that person that wants to do it. Um, But I think it's all about like, you know, different people make make it for different reasons. Like, do you want to do it for sales? Do you want to do it for recruiting? Do you want to do it for uh, company morale? Like, you know, your your team loves like, oh, man, I'm in the movie and they can show their mom. They can show their sisters. You know, the the young bachelors, you know, yeah. I mean, girls are all over tree climbers. I mean, I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> yes, we wanted, I know I wanted oh, to become man, a tree good. climber, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, just, Women just, can't resist a real tree, man. Well, when you like wear a real your, one. When you wear your saddle. Like a real I mean, one. come on. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
said. Uh, that's a whole other story, <laughs> right? That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast, huh? Maybe a few. Uh, Farmers.com. <laughs> they're going to have treeman.com. Uh, yeah. It, it could be a thing. Yeah. No, man, it's just uh, uh, if I gave advice for somebody like, you know, that wants to really do some promo for their business, you you need to make a plan. Don't just get a camera and go out there. You'll be very disappointed. You should really start off and say, first off, what's my goal? Mm-hmm. If this that's what I tell all my clients when they call TimberVision and, and they're like, we want to make a movie. I'm like, OK, cool. You want to make a movie. For one of the first things I ask people is I say, well, at the end of the movie or the film or the commercial, what do you want the viewer to feel? What do you want them to think, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you and you reverse engineer from there. Mm-hmm. So just like you w- want to remove a tree, you're like, OK, I don't want any dents in this lawn. Uh, I got to grind the stump out. And when I leave, they just want this little circle of mulch and their lawn beautiful and their stamped driveway beautiful and grandma's roses not broke. And so you reverse engineer. How am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. I got to put plywood down. I got to, you know, maybe get a crane. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you want on that job? Same thing with film production. So mm-hmm. you need to first identify what do you want this movie to do for you? What do you want this commercial to do for you? How is it going to benefit you? And you need to put a ROI on it. You need to have a return on investment because it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, there's so many parallels with filmmaking and tree work. Mm-hmm. Very expensive, right. very complex, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot to get it done. So I don't know. I, 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 I love both trades or talents or industries or whatever the hell i do you know what i mean i love them both the same Mm -hmm. and then and then the fact that they intertwine is really cool you know i i got i got some so you know i I, i've known you for a little while i don't know the whole story but i know you've been on a roller coaster i don't know if maybe that you're gonna bring this up and you know a roller coaster of you know, life and work and your business. I mean, like your business that you have built, I mean, to where you are today is a big thing, man. Like talk about, I'd like to hear about, and maybe a lot of these people out here listening, they're going through this roller coaster of business, (laughs) right? This roller coaster of business. How do you persevere through something like that? You know, because, you know, every business owner has their own kind of thought of what, know that is and yeah. how to get through it you know but for you i'd love to hear your, your, your from your, top your, of the uh, world to fuck this i'm out well yeah. you know it's 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 about determination um it's it's you know i think when when you get into business for yourself it the start of it is one thing and you don't know what it's like to be in business for yourself until you're there, you'll you, you. No one can tell you. Um, now later, you can relate with people that are other business owners, mm-hmm. right? So I talk to other business owners, and I love I love talking to the OGs that got forty years on me, thirty years on me, twenty years on me, ten years on me, and uh, we can relate to stuff that you, you can't really explain. But it's like so many sleepless nights. And then it depends. Like, are you starting off with a really good business plan and you're highly versed and you you got a master's degree in business and you watch your uncle do a business? 
or are you just like a tree guy that's pretty good with side jobs? And you're like, how do we keep this thing going? Because my boss is a fucking asshole. Yeah. Now, and, and, and you go and you make that. The funny thing is, it's it's so, I mean, you're spot on. No, it's yeah. fucking true, man. Like, spot fuck, on. man, fuck you, boss. You pay me 220 a day after that's fucking it. taxes. I could go do my neighbor's tree for 1800 fucking bucks. Yeah. But then you learn real quick. Uh, yeah. Where's that next $1,800 job? And then yeah, the next, next $1,800 job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you just got to find out if it's for you because- mm-hmm. Really, um, there's so much money to be made in the tree care business, especially in 2021 on the West Coast, that you could really punish yourself for a long time and make a lot less money than finding a company that has a vision and mission and direction that you could hop on that train and add value. Because I don't give a shit what anybody says. You're just making excuses. If you're at a company and you're not making the money you want to make after putting in some work, then you're not adding enough value and getting the owner's attention. If you're getting that owner's attention by by adding value, that motherfucker ain't going to let you go. Am I right, though? Real talk. Real talk. That was good. That's good. That's good. Real talk. Yeah. And so, that was good. so, so if you could utilize the resources Listen, and you can Listen. get on the, and you can get on the right train, you can make a lot of money and you don't have to go through everything it takes to build a company from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and look, we see people all the time. We've been around the business long enough that you see these people, they come in and they're like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to start a tree business. And we're like, yeah, us tree climbers are like, Man, you don't know nothing about no tree work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's you some shit. You know, 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 no, 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 tree work, no, 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 man. I just, I just got a salesman and, and my uncle Larry, my uncle Larry could push a bulldozer like you wouldn't believe, man. He could run the chipper and I, and I got, I got this other guy and I could get a climber. I could get a couple of climbers. I go to Home Depot, get a couple guys over there at Home Depot. And I'm like, it's like, all right, bro. You know, and then oh, yeah. and they might be really good with like making a logo. You know what I mean? They might have the sales pitch, and then they'll go out and they'll bid like a black walnut for twenty five hundred. <laughs> Everything's a black walnut. Is this a nightmare of yours? <laughs> Do you have the worst black walnut story that oh, you want to bring man. up? Is this so fucked up? Well, it you, co- like, it goes it, back to the old lady. <laughs> There we go. I knew it. I get this sales call, you know, and, and, and this happens many times. And it's like, hello, my name's Mrs. Smith, and I have a highly valuable black walnut in my backyard. I'm like, ooh, and I'm like hurting for a job, right? Like, hey, Smith. <laughs> you know, I, I know you live in Napa. <laughs> you know what I mean? How big is this black wall? Oh, it's very big. It's my husband planted it in 1928. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah. You tell me more. And she's like, how much will you pay me to remove my highly valuable black walnut? And I'm just like, pay you? Well, yes, it's highly valuable. And it's, you know, it's it's in the backyard next to where the cattle fence line was. You know there's a T-post in there. There's, <laughs> you know, there's, there's telephone lines, you know, 12 uh, feet up. The thing's bad. dying, like, and now they've developed new homes mm-hmm. all the way around it, so there's no fucking access. <laughs> so, yeah, black walnuts, you know, kind of have that stigma. It's highly valuable. <laughs> 
you, you know it was some yeah, other you know man, it was some I, other tree company that's like, hey, call signature tree. Sorry, man, we can't yeah. do this. I mean, this I is ca- the most he will the pay you to remove. Guy. I call, the I just guy. I just call that I mean, dude, that's just your residential. Yeah. You know, it's and it's a fucking battleground. It's scrappy as fuck, man. Yeah. Residential work, shit, bro. It could build some character. It ain't gonna make you rich either. No, but that's, that's you know truth. there are skill sets or whatever. But yeah, I mean, um, anybody thinking about like, oh, I want to start my own business, this and that, um, you know, okay, you know, um, it's a learning, and it's not for everybody, and yeah. uh, it's full of like tons of risk. It's it's full of tons of sleepless nights. It's it's full of tons of reward though. Yeah, I mean, you know, to do what nobody else does, like like for me. My, my, where I'm at in my career is just because of my obsession of it. Like I'm a nutcase about building tree business. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm cuckoo fucking crazy about this shit. I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed. I mean, I'm 41 years old, straight bachelor, no kids, no like super hobbies. Like, well, I build race cars on the weekend and I go to Florida every, you know, (laughs) no, I'm a fucking tree built business builder. And I'm addicted to it like crack. Yeah. Like a crack addict. I love building business. But you do have a hobby. Bull riding. Mm-hmm. Rodeo. Right. Now, that was that was a long time ago. And did you know that? Did and you to, know you to, bull to, to be honest, I was never like a bull rider. Now I got on some bulls. So if anybody's listening that knows rodeo and shit, you can't say you're a bull rider if you didn't ride eight seconds over and over and, and put it down okay so i got on some bulls a few times mm-hmm. but i was more into like raising the rodeo stock and i love i love animals i love you know i love animals i love horses i love cattle mm-hmm. you know and uh i guess one of the things that drives me to you know build business and stuff is i want to be able to buy a, a ranch and and i want to get back in a rodeo i mean um it's it's straight up uh all american camaraderie it's adventurous um, I miss it. I miss it a lot, but I, I, I came to a point in my life where I realized I got to let, you know, b- bulls and cows go and, and horses because, uh, it's very expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. And, um, you know, California has some of the most beautiful land in the world and, mm. and, and grazing. And, um, it's unfortunate that, um, we have, very sick, uh, corrupt, anti-productive government running um, in our in our country and in our state. What? Um, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because I mean, come on, think about it. I don't mean to get off in the weeds here, but quite God, honestly, we could produce enough food for everybody. And we have and we have all the technology, we have all the medicine. We could take care of people. And it's only because we the people let these handful of people that suck uh, run our government and take our money. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it tough to be a rancher. It makes it tough to be a business person. And, um, you know. Um, it does. In California doing what we're doing. I mean. If you're here and you're doing work in California, anywhere else you go in the country, easy. Yeah. To try to start a company here, when I started my company, fuck, I had no freaking idea, man. It, it was hard. They did not make it easy, and they still aren't making it easy, you know, to yeah. have a company here, and they take all your money. Yeah, and so you just got to plan for that. You got to bid accordingly, you know? 
and um, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a tough fight. I mean, everything's a tough fight in life, you know. But and you're you're doing it. I mean, you, yeah. But I can, you, so I can lose everything buying, tomorrow. You're buying yeah. your. I can lose everything tomorrow. Nobody's on any pedestal so high they can never fall. Well, this day and age, everybody can lose everything tomorrow. Yeah, no matter what job, yeah, profession. And look, I mean, and we're just talking about what money and going to work. I mean, your health is just as important oh, as 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 cash flow. I mean, your health mm-hmm. is more important. I mean, that's the biggest wealth you'll ever have is your time and your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time, 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 and health. That's the you know you never get, get, it's you, running out, and you can never get that back if you waste it either. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, just to. Just to close out getting into business for yourself. I mean, hey, try it if you if you want to try it. I mean, it's a hell of a learning, and you'll definitely build some character. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's still plenty of America left where if there's a need in a market somewhere, and you can find that solution for that need, you can make some money. So people aren't going to pay you for how good of a climber you are. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to pay you for how awesome your team is. People are going to pay you to make their problems go away the best. Hmm. And that might involve, you know, price. Because, I mean, when you're in the front yard business, we've all done it. We're like, oh, man, this is, you know, rock bottom is going to cost us, you know, $1,360 to do this job. Man, we really need a job for the guys. Let's just bid it at 14 so we get it. Just, let's just do it to keep the guys going. And then she calls you back. She's like, I'm sorry, I got a bid for $900. And you're just like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what happens. That's that's the residential game. Mm-hmm. So go commercial, everybody. <laughs> um, but then commercials, you can't just jump in a commercial unless you got some money. You got to get some equipment. You got to get you some Cinnabogans. 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 You got to get you some Cinnabogans. Oh, man. Or you got to get you a crane. The commercial game is it. I mean, when I first got into tree work and I had to go to Miss Johnson's house and the old, probably the same lady, I I probably bid it for 900 bucks and got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, signature 1400, 900. I'll do it. That guy's expensive. Man. Man, you know how much I'll pay you to remove this black walnut. That's right. You know, when when I had to go to 10 of those to, to what, what, one commercial client gave me, I went, why am I wasting time with all these residential? So I just started focusing off their commercial. And I didn't have to woo them and three best prices. They're like instantly likable and trustworthy. I like yep. you. Yep. And I'm going to give you this work. Yeah, they would give it to it. You know, at the end of the day, it's just as much energy to sell somebody a $3,200 job as a $32,000 job. Yep. Yeah. You still got to go out there. You still yeah. got to have the relationship. You still got to lay down the plan. You still got to weed off the competitors. And then you got to go do the job. And then you got to collect the money and you got to make sure everything's satisfied. And it's like, that is a shit ton of work. And a lot of the, a lot of people just don't understand that, you know, managing client expectations. Absolutely. Shit could go sour so fast. And a lot of times, with the, I mean, the commercial, they're they're way more lax that I found than Miss Johnson's husband planted that in 1928, and her husband yeah. passed away, and it means so much. I mean, they grew up with that tree. Yeah, commercial, they're just like, get rid of this shit. Yeah. I don't care. Just well, you make know, there's a, there's a double edged sword too because commercial people they they'll just sit and watch you die. You know what I mean? They, 
large entities they'll just be like sorry your invoice is off 32 cents <laughs> you'll have to m- meet the next pay cycle next month and it's like i got but it's a fifty thousand dollar job and i gotta pay my guys they're like you heard our policy and you signed the contract <laughs> and they will just you watch suck. you <laughs> yeah and they will just watch you die <laughs> they and die shit. it's it's corporate you know what i mean oh, but what what oh. i love and what i miss oh. you know <laughs> when and, he says and, uh, that you know how many stories just start flashback I, and i'm like oh this <laughs> doom of like yeah yeah oh fuck yeah, I, hate I, you. I, I hate you i still hate you and it's like you know residential people mm. i mean they're they're the ones that'll come out and they're like oh here's your check you're not even done yet yeah. you know what i mean here's a cookie and job. some lemonade yeah you know you working what hard kind today. of beer do you guys like you here's know here's a tip Here's a so, tip for all your guys. So, I mean, you know, but I, I do have a lot of big clients that, that do give that kind of care, and that, yeah. that's freaking awesome. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, it's all about the business deal. Like, you should never even think about getting into business if you can't write a written plan and make a written agreement. Um, and, and, and look, even if you're doing a deal with your buddies, work with a plan, even though you're like, Oh, this is my buddy. I love him. I trust him. Okay. Love him and trust him, but practice with him, mm-hmm. make a contract with him, put shit in writing, you know, because, um, especially on like a longer job or if time goes by and they'll be like, wait a minute, I thought you said you were going to take those stump grindings. And it's like, wait a minute, let's go back to the contract here. Oh, Leave stump grindings in place in front yard. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, oh, um, so how much extra to take them? Because I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Right? But, One you know, million put, dollars. Put, put, things, <laughs> yeah. put, put things in writing, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know any more advice I could give to somebody trying to get into business for themselves, especially the tree business. Um, now, how long you been in business? When did you, when did you start signature? I started my first tree company in 2001 and who was your boss that you were pissed off of that you went and started your business i i, I didn't really have a boss i was uh. pissed off i was I, I was actually working in refineries doing iron work yeah and i'm like yeah, i'm gonna do a tree business on the side you know and um i put an ad in a small phone book and then um i broke my ankle um playing basketball and I called the ad agency when I was actually in the hospital with my broken ankle. And I was like, hey, dude, you need to cancel that fucking ad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I, got 20, medic- I got medical bills coming. I'm 21 coming. years old, and I just broke my fucking ankle, dude. And they're like, Curtis, the 50,000 copies have already gone to print. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm 21 years old. How am what the, starts ringing? What, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? You know? Well, you're and, booked up for six months. I'm booked up for six months. That's my next schedule to come nah, see. You. I just started showing up on crutches. Uh huh. Okay, so here's a new company. Now back then we didn't have Google and Yelp and all that bullshit. We had phone books. So if you were like, yeah, let's see who's who in, in, in this market area, you'd go for the phone book, right? And the top dog always had the big ad, right? And then you have the guys with the half a page and the third page, and then you had your little, you know, quarter pages, and you could just see who's who in the market just opening a phone book. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so this was a little private um, uh, for the city only, because a lot of times it'd just be the area code and it'd be the big fat yellow pages. Well, this was like a tiny little specialty book, and it was just for the town of Vacaville, and I took a full page ad, mm-hmm. and uh, they let me make payments, you know. 
And so I was tripping, and I was like, man. How, now, how much did that cost back then, a full-page ad? I think it was like $800 a month. Holy something. shit. Really? Yeah, but I was- But that's I, that's that's how people shopped. Yeah. The phone book. Yeah, and I, I just was going to do it on the side, right, You know, while I worked at the refineries um, and just see where that went. But now that my ankle was broken- I was and, and I was getting calls. I'm like, I got to show up at the job because I did every job. I was side job Bob to the fullest. I started my shit off with a pickup truck and <laughs> plywood sideboards. He's not talking about you, Bob. It's okay, Bob. And and uh, I would I would go I would just do side jobs and then I would put the branches in the back of the truck and then I'd take the chainsaw and go. Nying, nying, nying. We called it mulche mulche. <laughs> and, and and we would chop all the little branches into little tiny little pieces. Then we put another layer of branches in, and uh-huh. you know, and then it would just stack up. But um, the ad came out, and I started getting calls. And I was like, I knew that if I was like, sorry, I can't make it, you know, oh, or that whatever, was I, that, was that was my my yeah. shot at, at having a business. So here I would go out, the brand new company. No one's everybody's like. We never heard of you guys before. I mean, I always got that. And then they're like, ah, oh, what happened to you? Did you fall out of a tree? Because oh, I'm God. showing up. And then, you know, at the ripe young age of 21, I look freaking young. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so they're like, do you have any experience? You know? So I had <laughs> all those challenges, right? You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I think that probably ended up helping me um, to be to have to start you know, signature yeah. tree service. But you, you on had crutches. You had a choice to make. You know, luckily the ad went out and pushed it because you would have canceled it. Yeah. Things could have been different. I yeah. Today. If they called and said, Well, you sure, Curtis, we could cancel, I would have canceled it. And who knows if I'd even be sitting here right now. Is isn't it crazy that is the little crazy. things in life yeah. and the little decisions that push you over? And it just shows fucking just keep going. No matter what. And yeah. you, you, you've shown that over the years. You yeah, know, ups, it, downs, you just kept going. You kept going. You kept going to where you are now. Yeah. You know, and these estates and these synagogues and all this equipment that you have and yeah. you're running. And here's something that I just heard. Uh, and tell me if this is true or not. Okay. You've never had a workman's comp claim. Well, I don't really like to talk about that. Okay. Okay. Twenty four freaking years. I I own your own business. Okay. I I I've all right. Technically, yeah, I have had a claim, but they've never amounted to anything. Um. I mean, it just show. Yeah. But things I'm, happen. But in the yeah. Industry, I mean, but. I, I mean, look and, and look. I mean, yes, it has to do with me. You know, I mean, people hate me. Some people hate me. They're like, man, that Curtis guy is always. Wants to know everything I'm doing, and blah, 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 you know, and, and and I understand that, but for me, like the most important thing is like I I just don't want to live with anybody getting hurt on my job sites, and I and 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 I like it's not about them liking me or not liking me, it's not about anything else but keeping these people safe. Um, and so, I think it's also luck because there's really there's people probably better than me. Mm-hmm. at leading people to stay safe and they've had bad workman's comp claims because it was just like luck or whatever. So I'm not going to say if you act a certain way, you could, you know, never have a real, you know, workman's comp claim, but um it's a yeah, I mean, it is a hell of a commitment, man. It's a hell of a commitment and it's and and it's a hell of a 
it's a hell of a thing to demand that you know out of people so what are, what you know, are some especially of the things, for a low wage job like what are some of the things you're doing to demand that what are what are some things that you feel that well, your company's doing different or the commitment that you've made or the policies or the procedures or just the culture I, never you've be, created never be afraid to inspect what you expect when um you know, I mean, you you have you can't you can't get on your high horse because you're starting to have eight 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 people and three crews, and you know think you're gonna go golfing and you know not show back up, dude. Like your 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 knowledge, your like you know us real tree people and business owners have the best bullshit sniffers, and we also have gut instincts, and you can't ignore those. You can't ever turn your back. On those gut instincts, if you're, because you'll have that guy, you're like, man, this guy sounds too good to be true, and then you go to the job site, and it's the first couple days, like, oh man, that guy's really good at felling trees, damn, and then you're like, man, he said he could climb, oh fuck, I just saw him climb, man, that guy's good, but in the back of your mind, you're like, man, what is it about this guy? (laughs) There's something. Have you had those guys? Do you know what I'm talking about, Jared? I know. This is like the first time I met Jared. And it's like great, great great attitude. And then you ask your guys, hey, man, what about that new super climber we just hired? Oh, man, he's cool. And you could tell your your, your, your crew's just, yeah, yeah, he's cool, man. I'm like, "Any, any red flags? Anything wrong with this guy? Anything suspicious? Anything, you know? No, he's... He's cool, man. You know, you have to inspect what you expect out of these people. And you better watch out who you hand the keys to. You know, and don't get greedy, man. I mean, everybody's like, oh, man, I've got all this work. I get all these guys. This guy said he could bring all his guys. And next thing you know, you're another tree company shit show. And, And, man, that greed will come back and sting you in your fucking ass. Um. So it's tough, man. It's tough to weigh out. You know, I mean, this whole thing is risk versus reward. Mm-hmm. From blowing a top and a dead tree that you got to rig. <laughs> man, I really want to get out of these spikes. Yeah. I'm going to just take this whole top third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you're like, man, what did that root collar look like? You know, <laughs> it's risk versus reward. Ah, man, I better go up there. Yeah, I better go up there and piece that bitch out. Yeah, you know, I mean, but same thing though, running crews. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to stay safe, man, you—it's leadership. It's leadership. It's leadership. Leadership and, to everything. And and people will rub back on you, man. Yeah, because they've they've they they're badasses, badass climber, man. And and I don't need you to tell me how to do my job. I do 35 removals a week for you, man. You know, and they'll they'll try to punk you, dude. Yeah. They'll try to punk you and and um you know, you'll find out that your best guys respect that you're protecting that that brand. Yeah. You know. But it's it's a thin line though, man, and you can't always blame the badass climber either. Because you might say, "Oh, man, I got one of these other badass climbers with these bad habits and bad attitude." Well, that guy's been through 45 shitty-ass bosses. Yeah, 
true. Yeah. And that happens more. So, more it, than, you know, more before, oh, yeah, absolutely. before yeah. as a business owner, you point, you point your finger at, at, at somebody, you mm -hmm. should think and be like, hey, man, maybe I should be more real with this person and have yeah. a real yeah. ass conversation 100%. with them. Yep. 100%. And you create that culture in your company. And when they come to you, finally, they're like, oh, it's a breath of fresh air. They're like, oh, finally, I found somebody that I can relate with, I can work for. And it's a family. Someone and that's telling great. me the truth. You know, somebody that supports me. You know, and that's that's big. I mean, a lot of these—it's a two-way street, dude. A lot, a lot of these people are get tainted. They get yeah. tainted through all these, you know, terrible situations. You got to keep it real, companies. man. You got to keep it real with your people. You got to keep it real with yourself. You got to keep it real with your your customers. You know, you said trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and Same and again. and it's a it's a two-way street because man, no matter how big your company gets, you better remember back when you were that climber. And you were doing your blood, your sweat, your tears, and giving that company the mm -hmm. all, and and the supervisor or business owner just shit on you. Yeah, don't ever forget that, man. No matter how big your company gets, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but to safety, you know, is a culture, and it's not just safety, safety, safety. It's like <laughs> let's be pros. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because, like, say, of course I want to be oh safe. I want my fingers. I want yeah. to cut trees for 24 years safety and have all third. my fingers. <laughs> but it's not just safety, 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 dude. It's fucking pro. It's like, yeah. what's the smartest thing to do? How can we be better? You know, if we were, if we, if we were later than we expected, what did we do wrong? Yeah. You know? But it's hella leadership. This game of tree work is won and lost with leadership. Absolutely. Hands down. Mm -hmm. It's leadership. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's been lost through this. I mean, you go back to on safety for a second, you know, and, and I, I have this talk over and over and over again. I put it in every single training that I talk about. The safety first became an empty freaking slogan. You know, this whole mantra that, oh, man, safety first. Just put it, wear it on our shirts and we'll safety first, safety first. Oh, you know, that doesn't make you safer. The, the fact that. You know, people believe that these companies are there's somebody responsible for their safety more than themselves. It's fake. Nobody's more responsible for your safety than yourself. Yeah. Right. And we and we need to get these people to realize that that hey, I need to be safe. Mm -hmm. I am personally yeah. responsible for my safety. I need to be better. I need to be, take the responsibility upon myself to be better to do my job for this company. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, you know, because that's and, my job. It's my profession. And having right. full control of what your action is, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, look at this. I reach into the bucket. I pull out the beer. I make sure I'm holding the beer properly. And then I go over like this, and I crack the tab. And then I take a drink. I'm not dropping my beer. I'm not spilling it. I'm not opening it sideways. <laughs> I'm focused on my actions. And I'm in yeah. control of opening and drinking this beer mm -hmm. from Hen House Brewing Company in <laughs> Sonoma <laughs> County, California. <laughs> but but you know, I mean, that is that that's where the safety is. Not just yeah. saying, "Hey, be safe." I'm safe when I drink my beer. I'm safe when I open my beer. Safety first. Opening the beer. I'm controlling mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And yeah. you can control how you take apart a tree. Mm -hmm. You yeah. can control how you lead your crew. Mm -hmm. And so I used to always say, like, you know, the some of the best tree workers are control freaks. Mm -hmm. oh, like absolutely. I 
you know, I got issues. <laughs> <laughs> I got issues. You know, but <laughs> but but you're not gonna let yeah. somebody get hurt. You're not gonna let someone get broken. Yeah. You know, and 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 to go back to what I was saying earlier, you can do everything right, man, and 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 things could happen. Yeah. You could do everything right, and a damn asteroid could fall yeah. out of the sky and land on your car. But so it's a little bit of a luck and um, but I think the more you push for a a high standard, the luckier you're going to be. So this is a big topic for me. So I got to I got to intervene for a quick second. Absolutely. I truly believe, you know, and you look back on, you know, these historical events of um, accidents or incidences that occur. There is typically when 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 a certain person has an accident or a major incident, there are built up small items that usually. Talk um, about the pyramid. Yeah, they they usually mm-hmm. occur, but everybody writes them off. They're like, oh yeah, oh okay. man, I got lucky. They don't want to talk about. Oh it. Pff, no, or it's like, oh pff, man, I've done this a thousand times. Oh, that's just a freak accident. Oh man, he he's been breaking stuff here and there, or you know, all these little things happen, and all of a sudden, boom, one day something major happens. They're like, oh. Man, we didn't even see that coming. Hmm. That's just nuts. I'm like, no, that has started a year ago yep. with this human being, with this person. Dude, you're totally and nailing everybody it. everybody closed a freaking blind eye to this, and we almost got him killed. And we let him do that. That whole and time. When, yeah. That whole time. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a big part of hmm. what we're trying to do here is expose these weaknesses. And be like, you know what? This can't. We we had control over this. We yep. had control. It was a choice. Let me let me I'm going to add to that because that you know I, I just popped up in my head as you're saying that and it's it's true. Uh, so many little signs of things happening. Time out. Come in. Let's regroup. Let's talk yes. about this. Let's train yes. on this because you keep doing this and I'm enabling you and allowing you. You are saying, I'm telling you, it's okay. Keep taking those risks. Keep taking them. Keep taking them. Keep taking them. I visited the Seattle Seahawks training camp in, you know, Seattle. And we were going in and they did a big presentation. It was this group and they had wine and cheese and hanging out and getting to see the facilities. And one of the things they were telling us, because they're always looking for the next uh, up, the next level up from all these different uh, uh, pro teams of how do we beat them? Maybe we give them better food. We have massage therapists. How about this? How about this? Mm -hmm. To make their athletes the best. Just a little edge utilizing technology. So one of the things they were talking about what they would do is these individuals wear heart monitors. They would monitor their sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In house pool. pool. (laughs) Brought to you by... (laughs) 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 you're getting it you're not there yet you'll get it you'll get it don't worry all right that was his first one like oh yeah he's like dang it i'm practicing that but so what they do they would put heart monitors they would put uh they would monitor their sleep everything and then they had analysts that would watch this as they're sleeping throughout the day and if they seen anything that kind of showed signs that hey this ain't right he's not getting the sleep his heart rate's up it's all over the place they wouldn't start him because he was prone to an injury based on 
the last week. So they would, because it wasn't worth them to throw him out there. They're like, hey, he's not right. So they'd bring him in, Mm -hmm. relook at him, talk to him, sit him maybe for a game or a quarter to make sure he was right. Because if they lose that star player, they're not going to win. So it goes, it just reminds me of of what you were just saying, how those little things add up. So when you're out there and you see your guys messing up or you see something happens, you go, the instinct's going, this ain't right. Let yeah. me bring him in. I don't believe in freak accidents anymore. I, I truly believe, you know, and you know when things happen, I do my research and I go back and I look at, you know, all these incidences and yeah. kind of do a track history of what this individual was like for the yeah. past five years of their life. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it tells and, a story. Yeah, and, and 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 the the thing is, is you gotta you have to call it out, as uncomfortable as it is, as People would be like, man, fucking Curtis always coming out here shutting our jobs down. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares about that? You need to be committed to professionalism. You need to be committed to a plan. You need to be committed to excellence. And everybody needs to be doing something on purpose. When it's just like I'm cutting some shit or I'm driving some shit or operating some shit, <laughs> some shit's going to happen, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with, without the right leadership, that will happen on any type of job. And they, they say a lot of the fatalities and major injuries are, are caused from that is compl- uh, complacency. Yeah, so you know. this is another big one for me. <laughs> Complacency is is is, 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 is a big word for me, and you know I, I feel <laughs> no. like I'm like every I've been training every like word, every fucking like, day, and like I just like this is in in my mind all the time because I talk about with these yeah. guys in the beginning of the day at the end of the day, and complacency is now this new freaking mantra, the same same shit that it's like uh it's like safety first. Yeah, and it's yep. like oh man, we're just being complacent, man. If you guys are listening, let, Google complacency. You don't want to be that that guy. It's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. But all this comes down from a number of things, right? One, ego. Ego is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Ego could be a terrible thing, okay? Ego turns to arrogance, right? And there's certain things that cause, you know, that, that will bring you to the point of, um, mistakes or incidences, you know, you could be just straight naive, man. If you just don't know and people have never taught you anything, you just don't know. You're just yeah. naive, man. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. You only know what you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, there's so many levels to this of where people fail. Yeah. And, um, and understanding that first before we point, um, you know, throw people under the bus for their, for their um, faults, because a lot of it, as leaders, it's our fault. Oh, heavens, yes. Yeah. You allow that person on the job site. Yes. You looked away. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. You didn't so, want to say anything it, because you know that it would cause a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck so, that. Stand up for fucking safety, dude. Yeah. Stand up for professionalism. Stand up for your brand. Stand up for your brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter, no matter what happens, dude. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody knows tree work is this tough guy environment. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some of the toughest 
suckers out there. <laughs> now you choose this. not to say motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it's it is a, it is rough, you know. Mm. Uh, but you know, some of those guys are your best guys, man. Yeah. Those are the guys that truck truck through it when you feel a little tired. And they're like, "We got this, man. Let's keep going." So I think I think it's about communication. I think it's about being real. I think it's about setting your ego to the side. Mm-hmm. You br- brought up egos. Yes, yeah. that's huge. Yep. Is uh, my camera angle good? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it, Bob, it, <laughs> Bob, left side, left side, Bob. Right, Bob. It, just Bob. so you guys know, we spent the first forty minutes adjusting his camera before we started the show. Yeah, and <laughs> I. I gotta say, next time can I bring Jake? <laughs> Lights? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Makeup. But next time I want Jake, and I want to talk more about film. I'm bringing Jake this time. Yeah. I tried to get a Jake this time, but he was caught up with some stuff. But uh, maybe next time we could give more tips on, you know, photography. Yeah, let's and let's let's have a whole po- and, podcast and just on. Have this. like a temper vision. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, you know? man. Yeah. I mean, there's these guys. I mean, I'm watching them. I mean, they're. GoPros and their YouTube channels and Instagram and Facebook and yeah. all this stuff. They're learning. I mean, they, they need to learn. They're just yeah. guessing, you know, most yeah. of the time and learning on their own. But, you know, I mean, safety is a good topic because, look, no matter if you own the company, you work with the company, and you just want to talk about money, safety is about your money. Besides the fact you don't want to see somebody get killed. Oh, fuck no. You don't want to see somebody get paralyzed, chop their hand off. And that's the realness about our business that will never change. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how old we get, you know, or however new we are, it's that edge. And that's why we like this shit. But you can never lose that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're but adrenaline junkies, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? There's a lot now. There's what's crazy. Let's look at our market. Let's look at the West Coast. Holy let's shit. look at freaking like we're in a new world. Like over the last three, four years, with all these fires and all these big tanks that need to come down over roadways and rightaways and power lines, and it's removal city now. I mean, I love me some pruning. But pruning is only going to get you so much, and 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 I'm I'm a rounded tree worker. I'd like to say because I I I've got all geek into like soil amendments, and you're mm-hmm. into that. Yeah, um, you know about mm-hmm. plant health care. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love preserving trees, and I love pruning trees properly. I love taking care of their soil. I love understanding um all the microorganisms that it takes and photosynthesis and all this arborist shit but i also love me i also love me a big arborist shit i also love me a big fat boar cut uh-huh. i also love me a motherfucking precision fell uh-huh. and 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 right now that's in big time demand but what what's a, what's a special niche uh, about our company is we do go on these sites that are huge and they've all been burned and there's a lot of people coming up. And they're like, oh, my God, what do I do? I just burned down my whole winery. I got 68 acres. I got three miles of roadway. Uh-huh. We don't know what to do. And 
we come in and we're like, look, I think you need to start with a plan. And we sell them on a plan. And they hire us to make a plan. And there's oak trees. And I look at them and I'm like, that oak tree will make it. Or it could make it. So we cut down all the firs because Douglas fir can't stand fire worth a shit. Okay? If a mm-hmm. Douglas fir gets like a match lit next to it, it's dead. Redwoods always come back. Um, but to identify what trees could make it mm-hmm. adds value to certain customers. Yeah. And I, 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 I'd kind of say that's like the signature niche, you know? Yeah. Is like, we're, especially because in St. Helena, all this stuff burnt down. And I was able to go in there and like we're a strong enough force that will do 10,000 removals. But we'll stop and say... We should protect that tree because when all these other Bingo. trees are gone, that tree could be standing alone Bingo. and you'll have a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when the competitor's like, we're not going to nitpick and we're coming in with our equipment and we're going to clear everything, you know? Um, well, that Miss Johnson's so, happy to you because she's like, my husband planted that 1928, yeah. Curtis. You know, at the end of the day, you just have to identify what the customer wants. Yeah. Yeah. Some customers yeah. don't give a shit or whatever, yeah. but, um, you know, from from safety to starting your own business, you know, at the end of the day, and, and, and if you work for another company or, look, if you're just a climber and you're working at a company and you're like, how do I advance myself? Mm-hmm. I would pay attention to sales because some of the highest paid People in our business are sales. Absolutely. And how better could you sell something, lead it, and deliver than understanding the work? Mm-hmm. And that's why I always stayed committed to learning the work. Because when I know the work inside out, I could sell it the best, lead it the best. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, you don't have to own your own business to do that. No. No. Yeah, this so, day and age, yeah. I mean, you, you, you almost recommend people not to do that. You know, yeah. there's so many great companies out there doing really big things that, you know, you want to build a career, you can do that and make just as good as money than spending 10, 15, 20 years trying to do it yourself. You can just go do it quick. Yeah. Right I, now. I, I, I was saying to somebody today, I, I don't know if I would do it again. Yeah. Just start I, from a pickup truck, man. Like, you know, I shit. mean, everything's changed. Like tax laws and codes and and no, everything. I, I it's say like, that about the concrete company. I'm like, would I do it again? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know if I'd want to start from scratch again. I mean, I, I the company's only been four years. It hasn't been 20 years of grinding. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do it again. But then again, you know, uh, you know, Back somebody in a corner and watch out. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers will do what they got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You've been there before? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, where are you at now? Let's talk about your business. Where now, am I at now? Today. Uh, you know, we're cruising along. We got a nice little outfit. We got a little fleet of equipment now. Um, we got some big equipment. Yeah, we got we got some call it little equipment. We, yeah, I mean we're investing in the Cinnabogans and the whole tree. How many Cinnabogans do you have? We've got three with the fourth one on the way. Which one's your favorite? I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> because it, you collect it, all the you numbers. You know, it it takes the uh, element of a person 
out of it, especially on these nasty removals and the just just like the hazards. I mean, you got to leverage technology. Mm-hmm. You 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 got to work smarter, not harder, and it's out there. Um, you know, there there's a lot. There's there's so many avenues um, to go, but you know, I mean. I like uh, I like diversity in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I love the biggest state, mm-hmm. you know, because see if you put all your chips into power line work, um, I mean they'll shut you off in a heartbeat. And anything government, anything commercial, anything could happen. Um, you have to be diverse. You have to be diverse, and then you got to have your team diverse. You know, because some people get spoiled. They're like, "Oh man, I'm done the line work," and you know, sometimes line work can be a little gravy. And you got to you you got to have a culture with your company where it's like we got hard money jobs, yeah, and then we got T and E jobs. So hey, boys, we're on a T and E job. Y'all know the song and dance, you know, and you be productive and you're smart. And you're performing. Mm-hmm. It's a show, right? It's a smart show. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's fake, but it's a different atmosphere than the hard money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because look, man, you got to give your people breaks because not only is this the most physical exerting trade anybody could do, it's the most phys- mentally demanding trade. Right. Mm hmm. So yeah, you gotta be fucking sharp, uh, and and that what you said is uh, you do. I mean, you're spot on. You, you got to be diverse. Diverse. You have to have diverse guys, diverse clients, uh, because they will shut you off. <laughs> just as as PG&E shuts the lights off, they'll shut your business off. Yep. Just like that. And yep. I can't tell you how many calls I've I've gotten from owners of companies with thousand guys, five hundred guys, and saying, "Do you have any work?" Or we have none from that. And I'm just I'm just going. Thank you. So thank, I'm very thankful and feel blessed that we do have residential clients. We do have commercial clients. We do have state government jobs. We do have utility jobs. So we're so diverse when utility shuts off. All right, we're going to eat yep. through some backlog here. And when residential shuts off, hey, we're going to move them over on the commercial. So and giving that break to your guys and letting them be diverse in different things of, yeah, we're going to prune these hundred, you know, Japanese maples to, yeah, we're going to remove this half a forest that's burnt down from them. So Yeah. And I mean, you just got to know your people and you got to have good leadership. And look, man, I mean, you're not going to have a bunch of badass fellers and be like, it's time to go prune Japanese maples. They'll be like, I'm out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, so, so, really so, you know, and, and, and there, you got the, you got the rare people that like will do anything. Mm-hmm. But even me, man, dude, I don't want to fucking prune Japanese maples every fucking day for a fucking month. And I love Japanese maples. And I love, <laughs> I love decking them out with Felcos, dude. And I'm like, Mr. Miyagi with this bonsai tree. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? But after like a couple of weeks of that, I'm just yeah. like, dude, you know? So you got you got you to gotta think about that, man. And then you got to make the game interesting. If we do have to do Japanese maples for a month, how are you going to make the game interesting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's going to involve money. And so I think that's another big thing about um, keeping your crew and keeping them motivated is getting them in the game. You have to give people like incentives that line up with the behaviors you'd like from your team. And that has to be through goal orientation. 
like here's our goal and like now it's a game you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and man let me tell you something dude you better give your tree workers bonuses hmm. yeah who doesn't like bonus money man right. you know and look they deserve it if they work all month and they don't cry and cause problems or have incidents and they get the jobs done on time or ahead yeah. of time man you need to give them something and and everybody can be creative with this on their bonus thing but mm-hmm. the bonus is like hey individual tree worker i thought of you and this is for you because i give a shit about you mm-hmm. and 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 i think that's where a lot of companies miss is they they get too high on their little pedestal and they forget how much that tree worker is everything to yeah. the company little yeah. bonus money you know yeah. and so no, it, 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 when i when i initiated bonus money to the team it changed we went from an 8 week backlog, backlog to we have no work tomorrow when the bonus money came in because they ate through the work. They're like, oh, I don't have to spend five days on this. I can actually get this done in three days. Oh, it's got, I'm going to get bigger bonuses. Okay. Yep. Let's speed it up. Yeah. Let's, you know, it let's be more efficient. Let's take our time. Let's mm-hmm. create a plan. Let's, hey, can I get this extra piece of equipment to come in? Hey, mm-hmm. I just need two more guys and I can finish this instead of 10 days and in six mm-hmm. days. Right. All of a sudden they become Super mathematicians evolved. and they're like, okay, calculate this, divide by that. Okay, here's how we're going to do it. And then. It was great. And then the best part about that, it pushes the rest of the company and that's how it grew. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what happens is you start working through all that workload so quick. What happens to sales? You need an influx. You need more sales. You need to sell, 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 hire more people. Boom. You start selling more. What's the next thing you know? More trucks, more, yep. more crew. Yep. Think, right. And you could just watch this, you know, I'm looking back from the back and seeing this all happen. I'm like, this is how you build a company. Like, they yeah. first the, the sales go. One has to drive the other. It doesn't matter if it, this drives this or this drives this, but you have to have an influx in something mm-hmm. to push the other. Something has to push yeah. the other. You have now, to if you sure. have a, a fucking workload that's a year out or six months out or three months out, guess what? Your sales team's killing it, oh. and your crews are not keeping up. Yeah, and the sales so you need, teams so will you need, back so you need, down so you need, because So you need more crews. So if you get more crews, right? And if you have too many crews and not have sales, guess what? You got to push sales. It's it's a competition. Right. I mean, I tried when when I was leading my sales team, yeah. I tried to drown the production. I was like, okay, you better keep up, guys. You better keep up. And we would sell, 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 sell. And I'm like, yeah. But as soon as they got such a backlog, like eight to ten to twelve weeks, all of a sudden, just naturally, you just went. Well, we can't. I can't really sell too much more because I can't tell my clients we're for. Then all of a sudden. They hired more guys, more equipment. They started. Then I started puckering and going, "Oh shit, we're only a week out." Sell, 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 sell. 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 So yeah. it keeps going back and forth, and back and forth, back and forth like that. Yeah. And That's bonus why money, sell and commission, and <laughs> it's it's getting everybody driving towards the same carrot. carrot. And I've said this before, and you'll yeah. hear me say it a thousand times: when the team, the production team, is aligned with the same vision, mission, and carrot. The sales team is lined with the exact same vision, mission, and carrot. 
And the ownership and the company is lined with the same thing. When one wins, they all win. And one loses, they all lose. From that, everybody's driving and working together rather than looking at the sales and saying, they make all their commission. That's the only reason why they're fucking doing this. And the production team saying that. And the sales is like, well, they're just slowing down. They're hurting, trying to hurt my commission. Get them all lined together doing it. Yeah with the same focus and things start happening. And that's where the, the leadership has to come in, man. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta have that constant, uh, story reporter, you know, someone needs to come out here and let everybody know what the hell's going on. Because if you don't let your people know what's going on, they're going to start making up their own idea <sighs> of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that could go bad. Yeah, it, it's it's more likely to go bad than to go good. So, you know, daily meetings. I mean, my company, we do opening meetings and we do closeout meetings mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. and we pay for that. Mm -hmm. We shut her down early. We work tens. I work tens every day. We do work six tens. We mount six tens for 18 months. And every morning right now, because we're in uh, wintertime and we might push it out another hour, but. We start at 5.30, and at 5.40, like clockwork, the meeting starts, the morning meeting starts. And every day, like clockwork, 3.40, closeout meeting starts. And it's everybody involved. Spanish, English, it don't matter. Um, you're there, and you're present, and you contribute to that meeting. And, you know, it's, it's what's our mission? Where are we at? Where are we going? And everybody's involved. Nobody's allowed to text Nobody's allowed to be in the shitter. You're at that freaking meeting, and the leader is running it. And then you have your other leaders, too. Like, somebody owns that meeting, but your other leaders chime in. And it's 100% engagement. Are you with me? In the morning and in the evening. And it's the best investment I've ever made. Yeah. You've yep. given... <laughs> I, I've... I've if you look at my notebook here, right, I have, you know, I write down notes for individuals and things they say and, you know, just talking points because my memory, I'll forget it in about five seconds. Yeah. Something. If you don't so write I, it down, so forget I, it. I write them all down. And on the side here, I got of quotes and things you said, star, 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 star of just good shit. I mean, just. Just good stuff that you've given uh, to everybody tonight. And, you know, I usually yeah, I kind of wrap up a little bit and asking just like, what's your wisdom to the, the, to the people, to the people listening, you know, in business and tree work. And you've given so many nuggets tonight, uh, so many different talking points. Uh, you know, the if you lose your focus, you die. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> no sugar coat. Find me a tree worker that says that's not true. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, time and health is wealth. You know, time and health is your wealth for that. Uh, people are going to pay you to make their problems go away. Talking about that. Never being afraid to inspect what you expect. Uh, tell them the story or they make up their own freaking story. Uh, don't get greedy. Uh, best tree workers are control freaks and give tree workers some bonus money. From that so i know you've you've shared you know there's so much to your story that it's part two part three part four of the podcast over the years and then the biography comes out to so everybody and then the movie comes out so hollywood if you're listening hire this guy 
get him as a star on your show. Uh, and man, you got to post your, your reality show out there. I don't, I don't know if you've ever posted it or it's out there. I don't but, own it. Uh, so you can't post it. Maybe I like to leave it for private meetings <laughs> <laughs> and straight entertainment, Ooh, but I love it. I but do we make our new reality uh, show every day, man? Uh, we do. Every we do. day is a new reality show. Every day is a new triumph. Every day is a new like win. You know, like I don't wake up in the morning and put my boots on to go out there and get an L. It's wins, dude. Every day it's a win. Oh, 100%. You know, and that's what you have to share with everybody. And you should even outside of work, man, your your girlfriend or your your family or whatever. It's like, hey, dude, let's go for wins. Let's not talk about L's. Yeah. The world's full of negativity, man. Lots of it. Man, I love fighting back negativity and blocking it. I just love being positive, man. You know, and it's 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 tough, man, when shit hits the fan. It's tough to be positive. But here's the thing. You're still alive. You're still breathing air. You, you know, if you're here, then it's possible. If you haven't quit, you can win. The day you quit, it's over. Yeah. Don't ever quit. Yeah. That gave me goosebumps. That was good. It's the truth. It's straight, raw truth. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some of this wisdom in 24 years of ups and downs uh, in the business and, you know, leveraging technology, leveraging um, the film, bringing that into our industry and making it freaking cool uh, and being kind of a pioneer to that. Uh, out there uh, and drinking some cold beers with us, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's been uh, it's been fun, and uh, you know it was great to catch up with you guys, man. It's been a I've been I've been on the grind the last couple of years, man. I haven't been yeah. out nowhere. I mean, you know, I'm excited about this expo coming up. I don't know about you guys. Oh shit! Oh shit! You know, but hey, thank. Hey, but but thanks to the uh, you know two tree guys <laughs> podcast for you know bringing that spirit of of getting together with tree guys and drinking some beer because uh, you know hey we work hard we give everything and, and this is not a job this is a lifestyle that's mm-hmm. it that's it, it is you know and and to and to turn this into something on air especially when there's no events because of. <clears throat> manufactured crisis. <laughs> um, this is awesome. And so it's been an honor for me to be here. And, I always uh, appreciate you, you know, um, for me, man, I, I, I'm, I'm so far away from, Oh man, don't, don't, don't give away all your shit. And you know, oh, people ship- will copy you. Fuck all that shit. Man. That ship sailed, man. Years now, ago. Now, I, yeah. I mean, all right. I'm not going to give away my strategic marketing plan, right? <laughs> but when you share, you learn. And then people come back with feedback. Like you may think, you know, one of those phrases with a star next to it, Phil, is like, oh, man, that was great. But look, somebody out there heard that, mm-hmm. and I heard it from somebody, and somebody else heard that, and somebody's going to add to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you don't yeah. put it out there, if you don't share that, it can't grow. 
And our industry and our lives are like trees. There's no stagnant. If you're not growing, you're dead. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Phil, don't give your Tesla speech. I know, you, I, I, I know you were right there, man. I, know I wasn't even thinking of it. Okay, good. I'm like, oh, shit, it, we're going to so, where it says again. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that yeah. was a good one. I'm telling you. That, you know, and, and it, that's a great analogy. You know, if you're not growing, you're dead, man. And we live in this world, you know, as a trainer. I mean, I'm teaching 12-hour days every day. And you know why you're doing it? Because it's, it's expanding you. It's a it, well, You're obviously growing, for me. It, it. It's a it's it's a very special place for me, and that's a whole other podcast. But <laughs> I, I do I do it for uh, my own special reasons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but nobody's but, mastered taking apart trees it, more than Jared Abergina. But you know, for <laughs> but, me, for me, it's different. But you know, it's, it's, <laughs> there oh, is man. So it's a. Uh, Fuck me! I already lost. I already lost where I was at. It was good though. You wherever you're going, it was good. Going, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I think you were adding to the fact that sharing with others and training is how when when we feel like tapped out, like man, I don't know if I could fell a tree more on that cone or get out on that tip or make that SRT more efficient. And, and you're just like, you feel like there's nobody else to show you anything. And everybody's like, oh, I learned from you. I learned from you. But then when you start showing and sharing with others and you see how they learn, you you pick up from that. Mm-hmm. And that helps you grow. And like we always say on the show, you know, it's, it's give back, man. Give back to our industry. The people that said, don't share your good shit. It's why our industry hasn't expanded like we should have been, you know, and it takes people like you, people like Jared to give back, give back all that knowledge and information you have. It needs to go to the next generation and help expand our industry more and more guys like you that start taking GoPros and videos and cinematography and putting us all together. Now you got everybody is in their own show and everybody's with the freaking GoPro because of one person that decided to step outside the bounds to take the full page ad out in the yellow page book, you know, mm. then everybody starts seeing that and starts doing that. So we do as an industry and as individuals give back, share with somebody, you know, be that positive mindset. Don't be negative. Stop bringing people down to make our industry better. Oh, I just remembered that's what I was meant to say. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Thanks for bailing them out. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. So, how does pe- how does everybody get a hold of you? Instagram, Facebook. I mean, y- oh, your I don't company know. I website. Mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure people have a thousand questions, and we're going to stay on and I, answer some questions here. But I, how- uh, I just, uh, I have an Instagram. I'm not like super involved as much as some people might think. I got like 718 followers right on my Instagram, but. Uh, it's my name, Curtis underscore Fosno, you know, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, the best thing really is like my website, signature tree mm-hmm. There's a, you know, rather if you have a tree or employment opportunity or something, but you know. I'm not the free advice hotline. <laughs> don't freaking call me. In other words, I just gave this big speech about giving back. You're like, don't anyways, me, if you have a question and I me, need help, don't get me wrong. Don't but, call me. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I don't know, man. I just, you know what? If you're in the business and you're in the industry, 
I'm going to be back on Two Tree Guys. Uh-huh. So stay tuned to tr- Two Tree Guys if you want to learn more. There we go. Got there we good. go. That's a good one. Again, brother, man, appreciate you being on the Cheer. show, man. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Cheers. Man. cheers. Too good. I mean, we didn't even open the can of worms yet, and I think this is like no. I can't wait to have you back. It, it, I just it can't worms? wait to have you it back. Is. No, Stay I mean, there's just so for much more to this. Two. Yeah, there's yeah, there be a is part a lot two. more. Yeah, there is a lot more because surface. you're gonna bring your video, and we're yeah, actually no, gonna play I, your video. No, I I love to to just just help people in the industry because, like I said, I get tenfold back. Yeah. So rather if it's marketing, sales, leadership, safety, felling. Climbing, equipment operation, equipment maintenance, soil. I mean, I don't know. There's probably like a bunch more things. Yeah. I just, I, this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. This is my life. Yeah. This is good. It's good, man. It's good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked you came. I really appreciate you, man. You know, no, it's it's, it's awesome, really good man. catching up. I haven't <laughs> seen you in a long time, man. Yeah, so I know, man. This is it's, a, it's it's a really uh, good catch up for me. Um, gosh, I, I, an hour goes so quick. Huh. It goes so quick, man. We could be here we're for like four an hours. Hour and a half. Are we really? Yeah, we're an hour and a half. So yeah, we could be here for four hours so, and do this. Well, how, many, so guys, how many beers we got left? We got a lot. Sorry. So everybody, Sorry, man, listen, I've been man. Appreciate you being <laughs> on the show again. Thank you, Curtis, for being here. If you liked the show, you loved it, share it, tag somebody, post it. Uh, if you want any fr- swag, go on our website and everything, but help us uh, spread the word and Go out there and share with somebody today. So we appreciate everybody. We love you. And until uh, next time, part two with Mr. Curtis Fonswah. No. Fosno. Fosno. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate All right. it. See you guys. All right.